Good evening and welcome to another edition of Reporters Roundtable. We are coming to you from the Voice of America here in Washington. I'm Douglas Mpuga. This evening we look at the upcoming elections in Kenya and the recent Supreme Court decision uh, to, um, that blocked the government-backed plan to make fundamental changes to the Constitution. And with us tonight is Nelly Mora Nyangorora, a Kenyan independent journalist. She's joining us from Nairobi. Uh, good evening, Nelly. Good, good evening. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're very much welcome. Also joining us is regular panelist Suleiman Mugula. He's joining us from Durban, South Africa. He's an independent political analyst. Uh, Suleiman, good evening. Good evening. Thank you very much for inviting me too. You're very much welcome. I uh, said Kenya goes to polls in August uh, this year to, uh, for general elections. Uh, last week, uh, the Supreme Court uh, dealt a blow to the pre- current president, incumbent president Kenyatta, when judges once again blocked a government-backed plan to make fundamental changes to the constitution. The Supreme Court judges said the president had acted unlawfully when spearheading the reforms known as the Building Bridges Initiative, or BBB, BBBI in short. Uh, let me now begin in Nairobi with Nelly. First of all, tell our listeners what BBI is all about and the impact or the reaction to this Supreme Court ruling. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Douglas. So the Building Bridges Initiative uh, is is an initiative that was born out of the handshake. Uh, To take you back to the 2017 uh, uh, fresh presidential election, Uh, the 2017 election was highly contested the petitioner, uh, who was uh, former Prime Minister Raila Odinga, and uh, some of the civil society went to court to petition uh, that election. And the outcome was that the election was nullified. And the Supreme Court then, that was uh, uh, headed by the retired Chief Justice Maraga, ordered a fresh presidential election. And in the fresh presidential election, the main petitioner, who, who was the former Prime Minister Raila Odinga, boycotted that particular election. Mm. And after that boycott, uh, there were calls for the country to secede. The supporters of Raila demanded that they swear him in as the people's president, which they did. And thereafter, this, uh, there was calls for secession, but the, part, the county or parts of the country that had not taken part in that particular uh, fresh presidential election from their own country. And uh, the economy uh, took a beating. The country was sharply divided, and that prompted Uhuru Kenyatta to reach out to Raila Odinga. And uh, together, they shook hands in, uh, in signifying that they had buried their differences, that they wanted to unite the country, that they wanted to now move on a trajectory of stability, equity, inclusivity. And that handshake then uh, brought about the Building Bridges Initiative. So in this initiative, uh, which was uh, started by President Kenyatta, because he did appoint the steering committee, it was they had several proposals, mainly to address the issue of equity, inclusivity, 
and uh, the feeling of uh, shared prosperity. They felt that there was need to expand the executive. So in that report of the building business, there was a proposal to amend the constitution on the chapters that captured the executive to allow for the introduction of a prime minister, a deputy prime minister, and leader of official opposition. In the belief that doing this will ensure that it is not a winner take it all. Because in our current setup, once the presidential candidate takes office, then the other person who contested, even if it was uh, a vote, uh, who lost even by one vote, is sent to oblivion. They, do not, they are not accommodated. And the argument was that if that person goes away, he has millions of people behind him. Where do those millions go? Knowing that in this country, Kenya, politics and development are heavily linked, such that if you're not on the political table, you will not benefit from any development from the national government. So that was where they were coming from. But to expand the executive will allow the expansion and accommodation of all the interests, ethnic mainly, so that everybody feels that they, they have a share in the government. The other issue on that building bridges was that this country has suffered a lot because of corruption. Then there was a proposal to introduce measures that will hasten the court processes when it comes to grant cases, provide timelines for trial, prosecution, and investigation, and also to ensure that uh, those holding public office or state officers do not engage in government business by themselves or through proxy, and also uh, professionalize the public service. The other proposal in the BBI was that in realization that we have high levels of unemployment and that there are many who are left out there, yet they have skills, there was an, a proposal to have youth engaged to have access to credit, to even have those who have just graduated from campus and have benefited from the higher education loans board within a great period of four years to pay. And uh, those who are not in employment, interest on those loans to be waived until they get gainful income. The other issue was to also have the judiciary accountable to the people. And in the BBI, it proposed to introduce an ombudsman. And this mm. ombudsman was to be appointed by the president. That's where the critics of that BBI came in, saying if the president is appointed an ombudsman to sit in the judiciary, then that will compromise on the independence. Anyway, we'll come to the critics later. But just the proposals that were contained in the BBI were the ombudsman in the judiciary, the issue of uh, 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 expansion of the, of the government, to also have... We have currently in our constitution a pure presidential system where once you are in parliament, in the in parliament you cannot be in the executive. But in the BBI proposal, it was to allow a minister to be able to also be a member of parliament. I to see. introduce the executive in parliament. So these were just some of the highlights mm -hmm. of the BBI and also issue of a health service commission to address welfare 
uh, of those in the health uh, in the health sector because health is a developed function. It has had a, a lot of challenges, especially on the uh, remuneration and welfare of the health sector. So they propose to form a health commission that will address these issues. Those are just some of the highlights that are contained in the BBI and also increased representation by increasing the number of constituencies uh, in the country. I see. Amending the constitution. I yes. see. Uh, Suleiman, uh, well, the, the Supreme Court actually didn't comment on the yeah. on the merits of the of the BBI initiative. All the all the quarrel was only mainly about that it shouldn't have been the president to do this. It should have been mm. should have been led by citizens, not the, the head of state. At least there, it shows that the judiciary may be stuck to, his, to their mandate to make sure that things are done the right way. Despite the however good the BBI initiative is. It must be. It, could, it should have been done better. That, what do you think? Mm. Actually, it shows us that uh, the, the the democratic institutions in in Kenya are are becoming of age. Because, as you have said, the court did not tamper with the with the contents of BBI. It only questioned the processes uh, which wanted to streamline it. Uh, into the into the into the constitution, so it shows really that uh, there is good development in Kenya as far as respect of the separation of powers is concerned. The judiciary, the executive, uh, uh, respects the judiciary. The judiciary respects the uh, the executive, and even the population itself. The way it has been handled, really, the way Nelly has said. The, on one hand, without going very much into the the, the details of the BBI, of the BBI, it, the BBI was very much necessary. The 2017 elections were very contentious. They were very contentious, given, given the fact that for the 60 years or so, which the uh, Kenya has been independent, the power has only been revolving in two regions. It has never left the two regions. So because of that, that is why, maybe that is why Odinga had to boycott the rerun because we could see that maybe he could lose again and the same status quo would prevail again. And that is why also, that is why also after the knock which the economy uh, got after the knock which the ethnic and divisive politics that had erupted again that Kenyatta came to his senses and, uh, and, and came to the agreement over that BBI. So as far as the merits of the BBI are concerned, we cannot touch them in detail, but we have to appreciate that at least the two leaders had come to their senses and come to the realization that they have to sort out the politics of the Kenya to reduce the divisive politics, to reduce the ethnic tensions, to reduce the marginalization claims which are all over in the politics of Kenya. So much as it has not gone through, but given the way it has been handled, given the way it has been accepted, given the way that the population accepts that the judiciary has a role in the politics of Kenya, given the way that the people have agreed that people can have 
a, a disagreement and they take it to the court and the courts rule. And once the courts have ruled, then that becomes the law. So as far as Kenya is concerned, we have to appreciate that. And we have to com compare them to other uh, countries in the region which are far away, not even near where Kenya is, where there is total confusion, where the separation of uh, powers is not respected at all. I think we have to, uh, to, to congratulate the Kenyans for the steps taken. I see. Uh, Nelly, uh, there are those who argue that the country is now more divided than before the BB initiative. Do you see, observe that sentiment? Uh, perhaps uh, uh, it, it could be right. That perception could be could be uh, true. But uh, perhaps adding to what the has just said in relation to our judiciary, the judiciary has just asserted itself and uh, as guardians of democracy. And we know that this was the litmus test of the chief justice who has just taken office from retired uh, Judge, Judge Maraga. Uh, this is uh, a corner. And, and uh, prior to the ruling, already the social media was awash with claims that uh, she's a systems person. She will not definitely, uh, she will definitely side with the, with the executive and, and, and support the, 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 the government because uh, they felt that uh, she's more of a system person. But this ruling has restored confidence it has um, made people believe that they are independent. And when uh, we go back to the rulings that have been given by the Supreme Court, the first ruling under the new constitution, under our Kenyan constitution, and you know the constitution came into effect in, 20, in 2010, and the election, the first election under that constitution was in 2013. Again, there was an election petition, and the Supreme Court then headed by Chief Justice William, Dr. William Mutunga, gave a ruling that uh, led to uh, some protests. Uh, it had to take uh, the, the, the main petition again with Raila Odinga to count his supporters. Uh, and, and that ruling was just, uh, when you look back, it, it was not a detailed ruling. There was no sound uh, argument on, on why they took that position. It has not even been published to date. So then Kenyans lost faith somehow in the Supreme Court. And, and we see that also the first Supreme Court under the Constitution, because previously our judiciary was heavily executive-controlled, because it is the government or the president who, who nominated and appointed judges. But in the, under the new Constitution, that they were given a judicial service commission that will manage uh, the appointments, the salaries, uh, funding, and everything. And, and that was to give it a measure of independence. So coming to 2017, when the presidential election was nullified, and now then that, that confidence is slowly being restored, and, and Kenyans feel that they cannot trust the courts, and they, they, they have that measure of confidence that the courts uh, uh, somehow can, can give sound rulings regardless of the executive's feeling on that. Yes, it was a political statement sent out, but uh, for Uhuru, he's been given a second chance because just like Suleiman had said, the substance of BBI, or that constitutional amendment bill 2020, 
was not interesting because the, the ruling was that the basic structure doctrine was not applicable in Kenya, but in the, um, the constitution can be amended. The only problem is that the government or the BBI proponent through the popular initiative route, yet popular initiative means it's initiated by the people, yet we saw President Rudy's hands and 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 pumping in all the processes uh, up to the time the BBI became a bill in parliament. So the question of the process was what was the problem with the BBI? So the people also, they were already, the ground was already poisoned by the time this BBI was coming. Because uh, the major person, uh, the figure who opposed this BBI was the deputy president, William Ruto. And he said it's a waste of resources. He said this is um, a way for people to give themselves power, divide themselves power in this regard of the problems that the people were going through. And that sunk. Because we saw even the strategy the proponents were using. Uh, one of them was to uh, persuade the members of county assembly to pass it by uh, increasing them with, uh, with car loans, car grants rather, not even a loan, and car grants, and many other uh, niceties. So all this uh, saw people now become uh, very suspicious. They, they wondered, why should the president want to expand the executive why increase more uh, constituencies? It means more uh, wage bill, uh, and, and that again does not go down well with money because right now the economy is, is, is really hard. Many people are trying to, to survive. It's hard to make a living. And so they are looking at another extra expense, cut it to the taxpayer, and they do not want to hear any of it. So they the Supreme Court has given a lifeline to mm -hmm. the proponents to use the right process to bring it back. Maybe then they will have sensitized the people for people to appreciate why perhaps the proposal suits them more other than the politics behind the proposal. I see. Well, for those just joining us, you're listening to Reporters Roundtable. We are coming to you from the Voice of America in Washington. Tonight we are discussing the recent Supreme Court decision in Kenya to, uh, to nullify the president's uh, BBI pr initiative. Um, and our panelists tonight are Nelly Mora Nyangorora, a Kenyan independent journalist, and Suleiman Mugula, an independent political analyst from Durban, South Africa. And I'm your host, uh, Douglas Simpuga, here in Washington. Uh, Suleiman, despite the merits and demerits of all this, at least Kenya in the region showed that uh, the independent branches of government are working because if the Supreme Court could stand up to the executive and say, no, this shouldn't have been done this way, that doesn't quite happen a lot in that region. Yeah. You are right, 100%. And it is very encouraging. The, the development in Kenya is very encouraging because to go back to Kenya a little bit before I go to the others, you recall that in 2017, when the court annulled the elections in Kenya, there was an attempt by the executive to overreach. There was an attempt by the executive to, to interfere with the, with the judiciary. But thank God, after the election, uh, President Shinyata cooled down. This time, as you are saying, the only thing that can bring about division in the country is if he tries to interfere with the court ruling. But if he leaves the court ruling, 
and the, the court the, the, he respects the ruling of the court, then it is a very good development. As Nelly has said, it will be a question of time uh, for the politicians to conscientize the people. In any case, the way Nelly has described, there are two sides. The, the, the two sides which are standing in directions are standing on this on the on the on the it is almost a referendum on the BBI because one side is pro BBI the other side is anti BBI so the 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 coming election is almost a referendum on the same thing so we shall see what uh, what, uh, what uh, the outcome of the elections are if the outcome says is by the by the pro BBI maybe the issue will be revisited but now in a proper way, as Nelly has said, uh, uh, they will have to, to to look at the the big the best structure uh, doctrine, and then they they follow the, the the procedures, and then maybe the constitution will be cha changed according to what they want. Now, now the, the way you have said compared to the other regions, the other regions it is even worse. One. Other countries are failing to get the consensus over leadership. When you look at the neighboring countries, Sudan is struggling even to get uh, to take off. There are still confrontation between the two warring factions. You cannot get uh, the consensus on how the country should be governed. They have never had a democratic election in the country. Southern Sudan has been in transition ever since it was established. You go down to Uganda, that one is a mess. The executive overreach is all over. There is only the executive which overreaches almost all the other uh, uh, organs of, of governance. The parliament is nothing. The judiciary is nothing. It is only Museveni who is uh, determining the others. I think uh, Rwanda is not different from Uganda. Burundi is not different from 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 Uganda, uh, <clears throat> so generally around the the whole region, the the there is no separation of powers. It is only Kenya which is giving a good example. Let's hope as it grows, as the democracy grows mature in in Kenya, it will be able to, to be emulated by the other East African countries. Others. Otherwise, the other East African countries, they are restless. There is no clear policy. There is no democracy which is clear. Everything is held by the executive. When you compare to Kenya, mm -hmm. I think the other countries have got a long way to go. I see. And Nelly, uh, after this Supreme Court ruling, did it... Did it, will it do you think it will affect the outcome of the election or did it change people's minds? What impact did it have on the general population? Uh, the general population seemed to have welcomed the ruling. Uh, like I had said earlier, it's that the ground was really opposed to the BBI uh, on the basis that it was just going to increase the wage bill, uh, that the politicians wanted to entrench themselves, that President Kenyatta was planning not to retire and uh, use BBI as a lifeline to come in as a, as a prime minister, all that, all that, those, all those kind of rumors. So uh, this ruling was welcomed by me because, uh, like I said, there was not the participation 
to make people appreciate why we need a BBI, because already the ground had been poisoned, so that uh, it felt like uh, BBI was just there to massage and, and uh, create positions for people who uh, are election leaders, so to speak. I see. Uh, Suleiman, um, looking at this uh, Kenyan experiment, at least it gives hope whatever comes out of the election, that if, if somebody is dissatisfied with the outcome, at least he has somewhat run to, that is the courts. Actually, Kenya now, we can say it has turned the corner. It, has, uh, it is running ahead of many countries in the region. It is joining the band of those countries which are now fully democratic countries like uh, South Africa, Botswana, Senegal, Nigeria. I think there is direction in Kenya. And uh, you, ca- you can also see that it is rubbing off in the other sectors, in the economic development. Kenya is, ta- is taking strides economically. Yes, they have got problems of unemployment. They have got problems of corruption. They have got problems... I mean, these are normal problems, but when you look at the way they are handling their uh, their issues, I think there is maturity in the country. I think there is hope. Yes, the challenges are there, but there is hope the way they are handling their their politics. The the elections, uh, we, we have to wait for the elections to see the outcome and then see what the new dispensations will bring. Whatever problems are ahead of Kenya, we hope the new dispensation will be able to hold and will be able to solve the problems. Given that now they have got a template where if one disagrees with a particular system, the courts are independent, the courts can rule and people accept. Therefore, let's hope for the best for Kenya. Uh, Nelly, last word? So the ruling has uh, demonstrated that, uh, yes, uh, Africa or the, the judiciary in Africa is growing. Uh, Kenya is yeah. joining the needs of other African countries in uh, its judicial system or ensuring yeah. the best judicial system. And uh, what we're looking at now may perhaps to justice, cause of litigation, and the rest. For now... Uh, we see that the ruling has emboldened uh, the deputy president, William Ruto. Perhaps for him, it was a test for his popularity. We know that in 2005, Kenya went into a referendum, and that referendum was two years before the general election, and it was used for the, uh, the campaigners to test their popularity. And so for William Ruto, for him now, he feels emboldened. The other uh, group, that is uh, the, uh, the Prime Minister Ilo Dinga and Uzuri uh, Kenyatta, they are back to the drawing board to assess and look at their strategy. And the most of the people allied to them are saying BBI will be back immediately after the uh, election. to see. But uh, yes, I must say that uh, the judiciary in Kenya must be here. They gave uh, a ruling that was detailed. The documents, the uh, they managed to, to to have the argument. And, and, and uh, so we see that, yes, the law can... Uh, many people say the law is clear, uh, but we see that most, most of these issues are left to interpretation. But uh, we see that for institutions, uh, they grow, and uh, we 
only way to see how they will handle petitions that come out from the upcoming election, which is scheduled for August 9th. I see. Well, at least, uh, Suleiman, um, we're out of time, but at least we didn't see in Kenya the president trying to say maybe let me, let's amend the constitution to give me an extra third term. So that's a good sign that at least development, I mean, democracy, good governance may be growing in Kenya. Unfortunately, we are out of time. We shall keep monitoring the situation there as the campaign's gone mm-hmm. for, the, for the general election due for uh, later in August. And that wraps up uh, this edition of Reporters Roundtable. Thanks to Nelly Moranyangorora, a Kenyan independent journalist she, who joined us from Nairobi. Nelly, thanks very much for being on the show. I'm grateful for the invite, and I look forward to the next one. You're very much welcome. And thank you, Suleiman Mugula, for an independent political analyst based in Durban, South Africa. Thanks as usual, Suleiman. Thank you very much. The pleasure is mine. You're very much welcome. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Reporters Roundtable. A reminder that you can hear a roundtable on the internet. All you have to do is go to our main website, click on programs, and scroll down to Reporters Roundtable. Once again, thanks very much for tuning in. And I'm your host, Douglas Simbuka in Washington, wishing you all the best. I'm Kim Lewis. Join me and VOA's Carol Van Dam for a special edition of Press Conference USA. Our guest is Jan Eglin, Secretary General of the Norwegian Refugee Council. He offers his perspective and solutions on some of the world's most complex humanitarian crises, including the mounting crisis in Ukraine. Join us for PC USA this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America.